Good afternoon, everybody. Yechezkel Perek Yudalad, chapter 14 of the book of Ezekiel. I want to share a piece with you today that I've actually written up for the 929 website. In my previous recording, I spoke about my Rosh Yeshiva, Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, and what I think about on his yard site. In today's recording, I want to talk about the other great Rosh Yeshiva, my other teacher at Harat Zion, Rav Yehuda Amital. One of the phrases most associated with Rav Amital, which he used to describe himself and his life, is one that appears directly in our chapter. Yechezkel, in the middle of the chapter, Pasuk Yudalad, verse 14, speaks about the sinfulness, the evil of a land. And God responds to that land, sending punishment against it. And then Yechezkel carries on. The Hayu and if these three people were to be within that land, Noach, Daniel, Ve'iyov, Heima, Katam, Yinatzlu, Nafsham, they would, through their righteousness, save themselves, says God. Noach, Daniel, and Eov, Job. Noach, one of the very first stories of the Bible. Noah and his flood. Daniel in the lion's den in Babylon. Eov, a seemingly standalone book, the ultimate book of the righteous suffering. What on earth are these three who appear at opposite ends of Tanakh, who live in very geographical regions and at historical, historically different times, what are they doing together? And Rashi quotes a Midrash, which is such a moving Midrash. Lefi, she'elu shlosha, these three, ra'u shlosha olamot, they saw three worlds. Noach ra'a ha'olam banui v'charav v'banui. Noach saw a world which was built, the world he was born into, the world of Adam and his children. He saw that world destroyed through the flood. And that flood became itself a world of destruction. Verbanui, and he saw a third world, a world rebuilt in the aftermath of the flood. So too did Daniel and Eov, each one of them born into a world, and it was a good world that they were born into. They then see that world destroyed, and it's just a fascinating inference of the Midrash that the destruction is a world in and of itself. And finally, they see a world rebuilt. Says Rashi, what is this Midrash doing here? It was brought as an example to the generation of Yechoniah, the king, the exiled king from Yehuda, Jerusalem, to Babel. This generation which saw the temple standing. They lived through its destruction. But also saw the establishment of the second temple. Thus did God say to them, Generation of Yechonia's exile, I am showing you my love. That even though you have witnessed this destruction, you will again see this rebuilding. 
Rav Amital would quote this Midrash at on frequent occasions. Rav Amital, who was born in pre-war Hungary, a world which he would constantly describe as the great inspiration for who he became, a simple world, he didn't have much secular education at all, a world which was rooted in chassidut and in piety and also in the world of halacha, of the Khatam Sofer and his descendants. He was born into this world, the son of a cobbler. He probably himself would have been a cobbler, he said, had it not been for the Holocaust, the destruction of European Jewry and his own corner of it. Much of his family were killed in the camps. He survived in a Nazi labor camp. He described what Yom Kippur was like in the camp at the end of the war. Hanukkah, of 1947, he spent every night, lit every candle in a different port. The seventh candle he lit in Istanbul and the eighth candle he lit in Haifa. He became a part of the young Israeli society. He continued his studies at the yeshiva, the great yeshiva of Hebron in Yerushalayim, married the granddaughter of one of the great rabbanim of the time, Ravissa Zalman Meltzer, but at the same time as learning in the elite yeshivot, he also fought in the Palmach and in the War of Independence. And combining these two worlds, a few years later, became one of the founders of the Hezdera movement, which seeks to combine the study of Torah with service in the army, concerned as he was that these two strains, service to God and service to the state, might end up pulling the nation in different directions. He founded the Hesdera movement and as part of it founded his own yeshiva, Haaretzion. He became a great visionary, a great leader. He had much to say about the politics of Israel. Primarily, he was, of course, a great pedagogue and educator. We'll finish with a quote of his. I have seen in my days, in the words of the sages, commenting on Ezekiel, a world built, a world destroyed and a world rebuilt. I have seen Jews taken to Auschwitz, and I have seen Jews dancing at the declaration of the state. I have seen the victory celebration after the Six Day War, and I have been with soldiers in Suez. I have lived a very long life in a very short space of time. And it feels special, this is me talking now, that we read this chapter at this time. 929 seems to quite frequently do that, placing its chapters at symbolic moments. To read this chapter in between Yom HaShoah and Yom HaTzmot, maybe it gives us a sense of the poetry of Jewish history. Noah, Eov, Daniel, and Yechezkel as well. Their lives mirror our lives in the 20th and 21st century. We, like them, we saw a world built, we saw a world destroyed, and Baruch Hashem, we are seeing and are ourselves taking part in a world rebuilt. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.